It's time for another episode of Mainly Modifieds, where ground pounders and northeast speed freaks come to get their radio fix on. Let's join the Race Chaser Media crew in the studio. Welcome to Mainly Modifieds. As we get set for another week here, Tom Baker from Race Chaser Media with you, along with Kyle Souza, who starts the show with me this week. Normally, we have a, a guest of some type that um, we let you hear from. But uh, this week, we felt like with everything that was going on, uh, we have more than enough to talk about without bringing a guest on. Kyle, this is just a week of insanity, isn't it? Uh, I mean, we, we, we've kind of put this race together for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour um at myrtle beach and you're seeing we can see the reaction it's getting on social media um obviously as a show that is mainly about modifieds it's a good idea for you and i to to try to break this down in a way that uh that makes some sort of sense here um and take an objective look at it. So, first of all, in 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 the act of clearing up some maybe some confusion or some some myths and kind of putting out there as much as we know, um, Kyle, where are we at in terms of the the, the show's setup and what is exactly happening at Myrtle Beach coming up over the weekend? Yeah, so at this point, what we do know uh, is the NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour season is going to begin uh, on Saturday at South Carolina's Myrtle Beach Speedway. Right. That is the only thing that we really know, honestly, at this point uh, with the 2020 season. But there's a lot to unpack here uh, about how this event's going to roll uh, and what it might mean going forward. Obviously, you know, for those who have been living under a rock for the last two months, the first six events of the Wheel Modified Tour season postponed slash canceled and add a couple others in there i mean they were supposed to go to south boston that was postponed the icebreaker at thompson the sizzler at stafford uh were all postponed martinsville was canceled so they're not going there in 2020 then you've got jennerstown postponed seekonk postponed and riverheads uh june date postponed so you got a chunk of races there that nascar is hoping to fit in at some other point in the season Martinsville canceled, and then Iowa also canceled. Uh, that Iowa event technically scheduled for July 31st has right. already been canceled. So that left us with a lot of questions about when the season might start. Uh, and then all of a sudden, about a week and a half ago, we get this word that Myrtle Beach was was a possible suitor to open the season. And kind of out of the blue, out of nowhere, uh, the announcement comes you know, leaked to the car owners what was going to happen. It ends up leaked on social media, which is typical uh, the world we live in right now, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and here we go. Uh, this coming Saturday at Myrtle Beach, May 30th, these guys are going to be back on track with a full day of action. They've got practice at 3 o'clock to 3.40, so just 40 minutes of practice, 5.15 qualifying, two uh, single car, and then, of course, the race starting at 6 o'clock. A lot of things to unpack here. Number one, why is Myrtle Beach the right fit? I think you can kind of chime in on this too, Tom. Your restrictions down in North and South Carolina are obviously – a lot less tighter uh, than yes. they are up here in Massachusetts and Connecticut. And I think that plays a major role in why NASCAR decides to go down there to start the season. Well, yes, and, and that the, the concept makes sense, right? Because, as you just said, down here we are racing. In, in South Carolina, tracks are racing with without fans, Okay, no fans. Um, now, a speedway here in North Carolina ran a race this past weekend, Um with fans, with the blessing of the county, which basically went against our governor here. Um, and but for the most part, um, it everything is without fans at this moment. Uh, Carolina Speedway here in Gastonia, which is uh, kind of South Charlotte, if you will, ran a dirt track race on Friday or on Monday uh, last night. They had some fans there. Um, not sure of their exact count. I think it was probably, oh, three, 400 people. And they did sort of space them out a little bit. Um, so we're starting to see some of that kind of thing happen again. I was at Dillon over the weekend in South Carolina for, uh, a late model race. And, and again, no fans there. 
So, yes, from a concept standpoint, Myrtle Beach makes sense. It has been the series opener for the past couple years or so. Um, So the idea of running it there, it's Myrtle Beach's last year as a racetrack. Um, It closes and goes away after this season. So all of that's a nice idea. I think where you start to run into some issues here, it seems, and I'm trying to kind of look at this objectively, and again, um, Kyle, correct anything that, that I say that's wrong here, but first of all, I think we can agree that the vast majority of the teams that run the Wheel and Modified Tour are from up in New England, up your way, um, and New York and New Jersey, Long Island area. Um, so Northeast-based, it's a huge haul down here on very short notice. So you're, you've basically put the teams into a position where they've got to scramble on less than two weeks' notice to come down and run a race in you know, in South, South Carolina, basically. I mean, Myrtle Beach is halfway down. You know, it's it's four hours, three and a half, four hours from here um, in, in Mooresville. So, you know, it's, it's a long drive. Um, it requires a stay for the teams. Um, you know, all the expenses that go with that. So that's a, that's a big ask for a lot of these teams, which are working men teams. They're not full-time mechanics and full-time, you know, these teams aren't NASCAR cup entities or Xfinity entities where you've got a bunch of full-time staff, you know, everybody's got to, got to deal with the logistics and can we get the crew together and, and bring them down. Um, so that's that's one thing that's interesting. The next thing is that I'm hearing that the purse has been reduced. So now you make it such that all these teams having to spend all this money to get down to Myrtle Beach to run a race have even less money on the line to win, which means nobody's going to break even in this. Um, and not that, you know, you, you, we understand that racing is not a um, a winning money kind of thing much of the time but you know this is a uh, it just makes a tough situation even tougher um and then the next question becomes where do we go from here we run one race at myrtle beach then what the northeast is largely comprised of blue states in in the political realm and those states are and and again, it doesn't matter why, we won't go into politics on this show, but those states, for whatever reason, are very slow to react and reopen and kind of get things going again. And since the tour is now largely a New England-based, Northeast-based tour, and a big chunk of that is normally has been in the state of Connecticut with Thompson and Stafford, um, now you sort of put yourself in a situation where you're, where do you go? Do you ask the teams to keep coming south? Or is are there tracks up that way that you can run? Maybe eventually Jennerstown becomes a thing. There are so many, um, so many little discussion points here. And I don't want to paint NASCAR in a bad light. That's not my intent at all. I'm simply saying that when I look at this from from you know fifty thousand foot overview, Kyle, I'm seeing a lot of issues here uh where we've already seen on social media that there are a number of teams who are not going to be able to make the trip, and if this is a points race, that puts them behind the eight ball. You've basically put them in a position where they're going to have a harder time running for a championship now and you know this this I'm not sure I'm not sure really how NASCAR wins per se I'm not sure how the teams win and I'm not sure how I mean Myrtle Beach wins because they get a big show but this just feels to me like it was forced rather than you know something that that happened you know as a result of of good decisions and that this feels forced to me um, what is the what is your take on it, and, and you know what what are you hearing up there? 
Yeah, there's, there's a lot to unpack even with that, too. Uh, so why is Myrtle Beach the right place? Variety of reasons. I think you're right. Basically, the general reason is, is none of the tracks up here are an option. Right. Uh, so exactly. That, that's not something that's going to be possible, at least to get the season off the ground. So Myrtle Beach, South Boston, uh, some other tracks down there are probably the, the best bets to get some racing in to start the season. Is it right for NASCAR? Probably not. Is it right for the teams? Probably not. Uh, there's a lot here that is not going to be right for either side uh, in order for them to get this off the ground running. That's just the reality of it. Uh, and you have to sympathize with both sides. I think I agree. Sympathize with, yep. with NASCAR uh, because no matter what they do, no matter where they put a race and no matter what they pay, some people are still not going to like it uh, and they're going to get scrutinized for it. And I sympathize with the race teams because, yes, there is a reduced purse. Uh, you know, some of the races last year, in fact, the majority of them paid $10,000 to win. Now, this race is somewhere in the vicinity of $4,000 to win. Uh, hmm. And the cut the purse for 10th on back is, is really, if you finish 10th on back, you're basically receiving a stack of pennies. That's the reality of racing. Uh, but I also want to point out that tommy baldwin put up a, a very insightful facebook post, i saw that uh, on his race page uh and he let people know and he is right these teams don't do it for the money uh if they were racing for money then they wouldn't be racing uh because the reality is just talking with race teams this week no matter whether the race had a full purse or not the only couple guys that were going to make their money back are the guys that finish in the top two or three uh, and that's obviously not going to be the case this Saturday with the cut in first. But you're right. We've seen a mix of drivers that say they're going, a mix of drivers that say they're not going. And with this being the opener to the points championship season, it throws a whole nother wrench uh, in the discussion about when or when not are we going to go back racing after this. I think right. that to me is the major tipping point, the purse being cut, some teams staying home, things that I knew were coming, uh, whether the racing was in Connecticut Pennsylvania, South Carolina, or North Dakota. They were going to have to cut some of the purse because of COVID. They were going to have to get things off the ground running. Now they're being scrutinized for it, which in one way is probably understandable. In another way, it's not. But where are we going from here? I don't know. The teams don't know. I don't think NASCAR knows at this point. Uh, they are so swamped with getting the details squared away uh, for this Myrtle Beach race this coming weekend that I don't think they've really even sat and thought about a true concrete plan that they could, you know, pen into the paper on what was coming next. And I think that, to me, is really the biggest of all these stories, Tom. Where are yeah. we going next? And if some of these teams don't go down south, are they going to look like heroes if we don't go racing again until August? Because I think there is a realistic possibility that we might get a little bit of a layoff. You know, you mentioned Jennerstown. That's probably the next event. Uh, from what I understand, South Boston's in there, but, you know, they got rid of the Wheel and Southern Modified Tour for a reason, and we can't reinvent it here just because of COVID. Well, of course, that brings up a whole other discussion point that we can get to if 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 we want to, uh, but you've, you've really put, you know, I don't, look, first of all, for the folks who are actually in charge, for Jimmy and the entire staff of the modified tour, okay, I want to be really clear here. We all ought to be thankful that they've busted their tail to try and put something together, okay, because the the situation at this point is very, very difficult. It's 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 a moving target. Some of these states keep moving the goalpost because they're listening to people they shouldn't be listening to, frankly. And so it's making it very difficult for these touring series to try and figure out what do we have to work with for the next couple of months. Now, with that being said, when you put together a show, now, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the guy here. I'm just going to bring up the elephant in the room um, and lay it out there. And again, this is, I'm just putting it out there. I'm trying not to um, editorialize too much. I'm just trying to lay it out there. My understanding is there was a show that was scheduled this weekend at Hickory Motor Speedway that involved modifieds for a nice purse. And now we have a show at Myrtle Beach for a reduced purse. Um, again, I... <laughs> I'm just laying it out there. I'm not even going to comment on that. I'm just laying it out there. Um, I think that there's a point where 
you look at it and say, well, okay, do we understand that maybe we need to cut the purse a little? Yes, but then do we have to go all the way to Myrtle Beach to do that would be the question. You know, could we have done that at some other track? There are other tracks here in North Carolina that would have saved, you know, several hours of travel that that probably could have held this show without fans. And would that have been better or worse? I don't know. But when you put a schedule together or you put a show together like this, and I'm a team owner, I'm looking at this saying, well, gosh, I mean, you've made me travel about as far as you could make me travel to go racing. You've put less money available for me to win back to help me with my expenses. And um, you're really not telling me whether this is a one-off or whether this is the first of X number of shows and here's the next few. Um, so I feel like, again, this this feels forced to me and I don't want to be negative. I am thrilled Modifieds are coming back. But, you know, observationally here, um, this is a really tough position to put these teams in, especially at a time when a number of them have team members or maybe drivers or owners that have been laid off or, you know, it, this just feels like the wrong time to schedule a race all the way in Myrtle beach. Um, and I understand why some of these teams are not going to be able to go. And I just think that's unfortunate because it just, to me, this feels like nobody wins other than maybe NASCAR saying, Hey, we got to show in and, you know, something for TV, but, um, you know, and Myrtle Beach wins, but I don't know if the teams win. I, I don't know if they, I don't, I don't feel like this is the best situation that could have happened. If you, if, if you would have waited another couple of weeks, maybe you get a show at Genderstown, or you get a show somewhere a little closer, you could run without fans. And, you know, maybe you don't have to go all the way to Myrtle Beach to, to, to run a show. I don't know. These are just the things I'm thinking, Kyle. And, um, you know, I'm I'm more interested in what the teams are saying and what people inside the uh, the situation are saying. You know, my opinion doesn't really count for much, but I'm just trying to lay it out there in a business-like manner that, gosh, you know, maybe there was a different way this could have been done that might have worked out better for everybody. Uh, I mean, what your response to that? Yeah, I think there definitely is, uh, and there, there's probably ways that any race could be could be redone well, to make it work better. Um, but you know, so yeah, I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, obviously we want to get back to racing. These teams want to race. Uh, I keep hearing the same couple things from the teams. Number one, they want to race, uh, yeah. and if NASCAR didn't put yep. together a race and there were races elsewhere, some of those teams were going to go race somewhere else. Uh, they've spent hundreds of thousands, and in some cases, probably millions of dollars over their tenure as car owners right. uh, on this NASCAR wheel modified tour. They've got the cars sitting in the garage. They don't want them sitting there uh, all year. And I, I echo the sentiments of most of those car owners. Listen, we're, we're not racing up here, and I'm watching tracks up and down the East Coast race uh, on a weekly basis, and it's frustrating. Uh, it's frustrating for, for me as a, as a media member and, and track personnel. Sure. Uh, it's frustrating yep. for the drivers. On a local level, it's frustrating for the drivers on a touring level. So I get it 100%. Uh, you know, Myrtle Beach, is Myrtle Beach making out in this situation? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, they obviously, the sanctioning fee to bring the tour in obviously has been sliced for this event uh, for obvious reasons with no fans coming in. I don't know that the track is going to benefit a whole lot from this situation because they aren't going to be taking in a ton of money. Well, that's true. Uh, obviously, yeah. through the race. So th that's one aspect to think about as well. Number two, NASCAR is really not going to benefit much uh, unless for some reason this goes so well that they look like heroes, which, you know, there's going to be kinks to it. They're not going to look like heroes because they're not going to be able to handle absolutely every piece of it before you get to the racetrack. There's going to be things that are going to pop up uh, that they hadn't, you know, seen coming. Number three, the race teams, mixed bag. Uh, man, I, I don't know. Some of the race teams are going to be happy about it. We've heard guys like Justin Bonsignor go public and say he's ready to go. Looking sure. forward to racing. Woody Pitcat's been on the board with it. Uh, I'm ready to go racing. 
Uh, and even guys like that have been kind of questioning where's the future? Uh, where, where are we going to go going forward? And then I also wonder from a team owner perspective, let, let's dive into who's already decided uh, that staying home. Uh, and that would be Ron Silk, uh, Ron Silk and Kevin Stewart Motorsports, the guys that finished third in the championship last year, won three races. They're staying home. Right. They've elected not to go down. Dave Sapienza uh, has confirmed that he is not going down. Blake Barney is not going down. Chase Dowling is not, not going down. You've lost four full-time cars from last year already. Yeah. Uh, and that, there's more on that list of guys that are not going. Obviously, the flip side, there are a lot of guys going. Doug Kobe's going. Justin Bonsignor's going. Craig Glutz is going. Eric Goodale's going. You know, th- there's a group of ca- you know high-quality caliber cars that are going sure. as well. Yeah, but also absolutely. a mix of some that are not. Uh, and I think for a race team, it's a lose-lose situation. Uh, you know, there's one win in it. You get to go racing again. The lose-lose, spend a lot of money. Go down there and race. Don't get a lot of money in return. Come home. And unfortunately, I think people kind of put to the side, that's the reality of modified tour racing. These guys don't make millions of bucks uh, to go out there and compete on the racetrack. So losing a little bit of money to travel down south to get off the ground, I don't think is going to be a major catastrophe. What's going to be a catastrophe is if this continues and it continues to be a reduced purse through the summer and they have to travel continuously, then it's almost, to me, going to become non-existent they're not going to be able to do it well and that's kind of where you know when when i look at this and again i i'm not i'm trying to be just objective here and and put this out there in a business sort of way teams in the modified tour don't race for the money but the question becomes how much money available do you have to lose and when when you're you know, going down to Myrtle Beach, for example, or coming to South Boston for the tour opener in a regular season situation where we don't have, you know, virus and all of the things that came along with that. Coming down here once and then running a bunch of shows up home is one scenario because the majority of your shows are, you know, reasonable distance and reasonable, you know, but the the question becomes now you're going totally to the, the the most southern point that you've you know you've run for a tour show in recent memory anyway um and you're doing it for less money which means you're automatically going to lose more money than you would have under normal conditions at south boston or or even myrtle beach um and and it's one thing to do it once but you hit the nail on the head how many times in other words you know where where do we go from here to try to make this so that we don't have to keep asking these teams to um, to lose more money, you know, because, and, and again, you have a situation where a lot of the, the, the team members or whatever maybe may have a hard time, you know, with spending the money to come down and stay in a hotel and eat for a couple of days and whatever, you know, you've got layoffs, you've got, so um, I guess we're going to find out the state of the tour at this point when we get to Myrtle beach and we see what comes next and we see where it goes, we see how many cars we have. What is realistic? I mean, I, I, I know there are at least a couple of the Southern cars that are, you know, that are not going to support this, this event at Myrtle beach. So whereas you might say, well, we're losing four or five full-time tour guys for this show, but maybe we'll pick up four or five cars from the South. Um, not 100% sure that's going to quite equate but even if it does you're st- it's still a net gain of zero you know so i don't know this thing is it's um i'm glad we're running a race i'm excited about it and i hope that it all turns out magnificently Kyle but this you know again i think there are a lot of unknowns here and i just feel bad for the teams that cannot go that we're starting the tour season in a manner that puts them behind the eight ball race when they, you know, wouldn't be otherwise, obviously. Um, it's it's just an interesting situation. Yeah, those guys that have decided not to go, obviously, are stepping themselves right out of the championship contention. Uh, and, and there's a couple think. sides to that, too. That, that may or may not have shortened the field uh, of contenders for the championship. A guy like Ron Silk, absolutely a contender. Yeah. Uh, and to me, was going to be one of the yep. top four or five cars 
uh, that could contend for that championship, he's out. The likelihood you miss a whole race and come right. back and win the championship, especially in 2020, where the reality is there's not going to be 16, 17 races, right. is extremely slim. Uh, so that obviously going to play a role. You know, West races obviously coming in 2020. That's the reality of it. They're not going to run 16, 17 races. They're probably going to run more like 10 or 12. Uh, and missing a race is going to put you out of contention. Uh, for the championship for obvious reasons. Number two, you know, going down to Myrtle Beach is going to be what it's going to be. There's going to be a mix of drivers that go, a mix of some that don't. Matt Hirschman doesn't run full-time with the tour. His car is actually, the PD Motorsports car is actually based down there. Uh, So he's going. He'll be there on Saturday. Uh, Bonsignor, Kobe, Watskadel, those guys are going to be there. Matt Swanson's still up in the air as of when I talked to him this morning. Uh, there, There are a lot of guys that are just not sure what the right opportunity is for them to go back racing. And, you know, you're down there in the South. You mentioned a Speedway. They're running a Bowman Gray-style modified division with Bowman Gray cars. Uh, And a couple of those cars, at least, uh, would possibly be running modified tour races at Myrtle Beach in March uh, in the last couple of years if they were happening. And now they've got a decision to make, you know, more than likely they don't know what to do. Burt Myers, not sure. I mean, he's basically a Bowman Gray guy going over to Ace and competing there right now. Does he go to Myrtle Beach and skip out on Ace Speedway that night? Um, you know, those that's the bread and butter well, uh, of what's going to make this event work or what it's not. Uh, and at this point, I just think it's so unclear. You're obviously, you know, today's Tuesday. You obviously haven't seen an entry list yet because it was announced so late. I don't know that you're going to get an entry list until the day before, if they even promote it ahead of time, honestly. Uh, I'm not convinced that NASCAR is going to promote this entry list uh, until they absolutely have to because it's going to be a thin one. I I think 20 to 25 cars is asking a lot. Uh, I think 20 cars is probably a good chance. Uh, You might get 25. You might get a little bit more than that if a couple people decide to go that might not go as of today. Uh, But I think 20 to 25 cars is a safe bet. Uh, And for the first time in a long time, I will reiterate, that the NASCAR Wheel of Modified Tour is a top-heavy tour. Uh, it yeah. always has been in the yep. last couple of years. There are 5 to 10 cars that show up that can win, and there are probably 15 to 20 that show up that have no chance of winning when they unload, uh, unless something catastrophe happens. Uh, and that's going to be even more of a factor, I think, Saturday, where you might only have 5 to 8 cars that have a good chance. And what we haven't talked about, obviously, is the gritty surface. Uh, that Myrtle Beach offers and the difficult uh, saving tires that you have to go through to be able to compete up front at that track. Well, and and see, to me, I feel like that may equalize. You know, I think that when you have a track that's a cheese grater like Myrtle Beach is, I, I think that tends to equalize the competition just a little bit because, you know, the guys that normally would be able to just use the horsepower and all of that to go out and, you know, and, and run up front and now have to manage the car a little bit. And so if you get a guy who manages the car better than one or two of the, the big guys, then that, you know, that, that driver has a shot. Now I, again, um, I'm going to throw another potential monkey wrench into this whole equation here that normally you wouldn't, you just wouldn't even pay attention to it. But because this is such a, a unique situation and it's such a tenuous one to start with i'm looking at the weather forecast for myrtle beach right now and it, the, again this is tuesday um as we record this so but you look at the rest of the week okay 80 percent chance of thunderstorms wednesday 50 percent chance of thunderstorms thursday 80 percent on friday 80 percent on saturday and 50 percent on sunday does that play if I'm a team owner and I'm looking at making this long haul with, you know, expenses that are fixed costs and, you know, hotels are what they are, gas is what it is, food is what it is. Am I looking to make this, you know, this long trip, looking at a forecast like that for a race that, you know, it's, this is, um I, I it's just a very, this was put together so quickly that I think for a lot of people, they really didn't have a chance to process it. So this is why it's Tuesday leading into race weekend. And you, you're still having all these questions and a lot of this anxiety because, you know, 
we, we there there wasn't really any opportunity to look ahead and figure you know figure things out as much but how much does this kind of a weather forecast on Tuesday of race week knowing that you've got to reserve hotels and do all that how much does this play especially if it doesn't get any better as we go through the week in the number of cars that make the long trip down knowing there's a better chance they're going to get wet than not well, how much does that play in NASCAR's decision-making, too, uh, I think is a, another aspect of this. Yep. NASCAR not going to want to draw this out until Saturday. Uh, if there's a chance that it doesn't happen, they may decide altogether to postpone a week or something and give people a chance right. to, to not start traveling down there. Some of the teams I've talked to said Wednesday night, Thursday morning uh, might be the league point, uh, and, and the decision probably not going to be made by Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Uh, but Thursday at noon... Uh, seems to me like the time that if NASCAR is going to postpone it, they basically would have to do it by then. Otherwise, yeah. you're in for the yep. you're in for the show at that point. Uh, once it's Friday, you can't really call it off because these guys are coming 10, 12, 14, 16, in some cases 18 hours uh, to make this event on Saturday. You know, there, there's a lot of stuff there uh, and a lot of stuff that nobody really has even thought about so far. We talked last week about the streaming. Uh, NASCAR, as of right now, not announcing any details about streaming the race. Uh, and that's, that's going to yeah. be the, the whole next situation. Obviously, Track Pass, NBC Sports Gold uh, had planned to stream all 17 or 16 modified tour events. I think it's 17 that were on the original slate for 2020. Obviously, right. uh, they collected some money uh, from a bunch of people, 20 bucks to watch all those races. If the races are condensed and, you know, do they have to refund that money, some of it at least? How does that work? And then on the flip side, is it even beneficial for NASCAR to have Track Pass uh, do that race? Because you know, if you look at it from the, the flip side, how are they going to make any money off it? Uh, and the subscriptions and stuff like that. I think the other obvious alternative would be pay-per-viewing the race on, say, Speed 51, uh, which has worked with Myrtle Beach before. But there's there's a barrier there, Tom, with the media aspect of it. And as of this taping... We don't even know if any media members are allowed into the race. Uh, so th- there's a lot of mixed bag there that's still Yeah, and that's out. what I'm saying. I think, you know, our job here was is just to sort of lay everything out there and let people, you know, let people decide or, or have opinions however they will. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't think anybody ought to be ripping into NASCAR for this. They're trying to do something. Um, you can disagree with, for example, a cut and purse or whatever. I mean, but I don't think we should be making NASCAR out to be, you know, bad people because they're the ones having to scramble logistically to pull all this off. They're they're putting a lot of time and effort into this in a short amount of time. So I think that, you, you know, there's um, I heard it said somewhere about something at one point that um you know, nobody's blameless, but we're all without shame. This is kind of one of those situations where I wouldn't, I don't blame the teams that aren't going because again, every team only has so much discretional funding to, to spend racing cars. And you know, you got, you got to weigh the situation. Um, So I don't blame the teams that aren't going. I'm certainly happy for the teams that are, and I'm glad NASCAR is trying to do something, even if I kind of wonder how it all sort of came to happen so quickly um, and why uh, Myrtle Beach had to be the place. But, you know, I think everybody just needs to look at their own situation and decide if they think it's good or not. As far as the, the coverage goes, um, I I mean, if you can get track pass to cover it you know however they they do that um i think you do it and if if i put it this way track pass was a cheap enough buy this year that with all the other racing you get uh i don't think i would be worried about whether the modified tour happens or not i think you got to be understanding of the circumstances and the situation that that that's been presented here nascar uh, NBC, they're not trying to, <laughs> they're not trying to take anything away. They're being forced by, um, you know, b- by people and in, in, in situations beyond their control to do whatever they can do. So, um, I think we, if we can get track pass, I think that would be the way to go. And I think NASCAR would owe it to the fans, in my opinion, 
for whatever it's worth. I think NASCAR owes it to the fans to to put it on on track pass um, and and put it out there, um, you know, without at, in under normal circumstances. So if I don't have the package, I buy the package. If I have it, then I get it for free as part of the package I bought. I, I on that note, I think NASCAR owes it because you can't have fans. It's the only way the fans are going to watch it, and you got to remember the sponsors in this equation too. You know, these teams have sponsors. We don't know how many teams have sponsors who have been affected by this. Maybe they're spending less money. Maybe they're, you know, we don't know all those situations. So this this is why this is such a tough thing, and especially the fact that it came up so quick, right, Kyle? I mean, it's it's just everybody's got to organize themselves so quickly and try and make decisions in a shorter amount of time than what we normally would have had to, and that's... You know, that's why this is so hard for all sides concerned. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, and a fair assessment of, of what's coming up, I, I don't know what the answer is going to be. What is it going to look like there on Saturday? I think masks and social distancing are, are highly likely. Uh, I think quick practice session, qualifying, and the race on some sort of streaming network is possible. Uh, well, it's definite. They're going to stream it somehow. Uh, I agree with you. If they don't stream it on Track Pass and it ends up pay-per-viewed on Speed 51 uh, for for value, and again, that is that there is no val- validity behind the fact that Speed 51 is definitely or definitely not doing this. I know Speed 51 pay-per-viewed Myrtle Beach's Saturday night event last Saturday. Uh, so it, it's out there in the the air of discussion that it is obviously a possibility yeah, since of their connection with the track. Uh, and if Track Pass isn't doing it, then obviously Speed Fifty One is the next uh, you know media outlet that's that's in line there with the with the capability to be able to do it. And obviously their pay per view production is good, um, but there's going to be a lot of riots uh, on social media if race fans have to pay to watch it on Speed Fifty One when they've already paid to watch it on Track Pass. That's right, um, and, and, and that's going to be an endless riot uh specifically because you know it was 1999 for 16 races but i guarantee you it's going to be at least 1999 for one race right uh, yeah if it's on speed 51 and that's not a knock to speed 51 that's not a knock to the well, track no, because they shouldn't be expected to do it for free but in my opinion at that point nascar is paying the freight you don't charge the fans who've already paid for track pass if you have to substitute something you can't charge the fans money because you you know what i mean that's to me that that would be you know i would understand fans being upset at that point um you know and that's again you've had 10 days or so to pull all this together i understand nascar scrambling and it's a lot of responsibility i again i don't want to i don't want to make this that you know, you and I are beating up a NASCAR at all. I think our job is to put the information out there that we know. And I don't think there's wrong, anything wrong with having an opinion, um, you know, and letting people make their own decisions. I think that's, the, you know, that's the, the right thing to do. Um, I would not want to be in NASCAR shoes trying to figure out all of this regional touring, the, the modifieds, the ARCA stuff, um, it's a nightmare. It's hard enough to have been dealing with the top three series, let alone, you know, a lot of these regions. You look at the East Coast and the West Coast, and those are the two regions of the country that are the hardest right now to to figure out because the Northeast and the Far West, you know, California and and in those that area, um, very very difficult to to figure stuff out because again, those States are still locked down. Most of them pretty tight and it doesn't seem like anybody's in a hurry to change that who has the ability to anytime soon. And so with that being the case, NASCAR has to do what it can do. And um, gosh, Kyle, I just, uh, all we can hope for is, is that from here forward in the week, you know, everybody's looking at, the weather they're looking at the situation they're looking at the feedback of the teams and you know all we can hope for is that the best decisions are made that are possible and that we don't try and really force something that just wasn't meant to happen and end up regretting it later you know yeah i think that's absolutely you know that's the biggest aspect of this uh if they 
go about it and it doesn't work, uh, then there, there's going to be a lot of people pissed off if yeah. it goes about it and it works. There's still going to be a lot of people not well, happy. Well, yeah, um, you're never going to make everybody happy one way or another, and that's the bottom line here. You know? So there's a reality that we've got to pay attention to and, and, a, and a list of possibilities that could go down a certain way or it might not and it might go down another way yeah. uh so what does the future look like for the modified tour i'll tell you after saturday uh i hope before we uh end this episode though tom i do want to talk briefly about the, the cars that are going uh and the chances that they're going to have to win at myrtle beach and not only to win at myrtle beach but to uh become champions in 2020 on the nascar wheel of modified tour i mentioned earlier ron silk was a contender for the title obviously he's kind of bowing out of that uh by not going yeah and well, no, you look at he's look bowing at out of it if it races. Was. If it doesn't, if we don't have a race this weekend, if it rains out, he's still in contention. So you would that say, true. you know what I mean? So we want to make That's sure, true. you know, he's and he's so taking a chance, out, you know, if you put Silk bowing out uh, and there's another card that finished top 10 in the championship, actually three more cars. Timmy Salamino finished seventh. He is inadvertently bowing out because he wasn't planning on running all the races anyway. Right. Patrick Emerling. Finished eighth in the title last year. He's bowing out because he's making his Xfinity debut at Bristol uh, on Saturday for our motorsports. So he's backing out. And Blake Barney is not going either. So four of your top ten in the championship last year have elected not to go. That leaves us with Doug Covey, Justin Bonsignor, Craig Lutz, Matt Swanson, Eric Goodale, and Chris Pastriak. Uh, and some of the top contenders, I think Woody Pitcat can be thrown in there. Sure. And that might be the list. Uh, of guys that have a possibility of winning the championship uh, in 2020. You might be able to throw a guy like John McKennedy in there if he runs the whole schedule with Tommy Baldwin. They were only planning on running select events, but I guess it's on the table if the races are short into 10, 8 or 10. Uh, you might see a couple more of these teams run the whole schedule. Jimmy Blewett, as of my latest discussion with him, he wasn't sure if he was going to Myrtle Beach at all yet. Uh, so I really think Kobe, Bonsignor, Lutz, Swanson, Eric Goodale, Chris Pastriak, Woody Pitcat. That is probably your list of drivers that are definitely going to run all the races in 2020 and the list of drivers that's got a realistic shot of winning the championship. For me, I condense it down to three names, Doug Kobe, Justin Bonsignor, and Craig Lutz. Those are the three guys that have shown they can run up front, shown they can be consistent about it. I think Woody Pitcat and Eddie Harvey have that potential uh, to do that if they can do it on a weekly race-by-race race basis yeah. and make it work. But I think Kobe, Boston, Jordan Lutz are obviously the three guys that stand out as the favorites to contend for this title. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when you look at the, the roster as we see it, you've got some other guys like uh, maybe a Tyler Ripkema who if they run the whole series and they live up to the potential, then you could maybe see them being top five uh, perhaps, but I agree. I think you've got to look at those as being your power trio. It's Doug Kobe, Justin Bonsignor, and Craig Lutz. Um, I don't know that there's anyone else, unless somebody just really catches lightning in a bottle, which certainly could happen, like a McKennedy or someone, um, Pitcat. Uh, you know, we could see, but those would be the three that I would bet on. Um, I I think that the question becomes as we've been sort of talking about throughout the show once we get past this weekend whether we race or not where do we go from here and how many races do we end up being able to run this year because obviously as you've said before kyle the less races we've run the more important it is to be consistent and not have a bad race because the less races you have a chance to run the more one bad race actually hurts you yeah and that that's going to be the next uh development i guess in this whole situation how do teams start off down there at myrtle beach if they don't run well right uh, that may that may play a role too if they're going for the championship when they get to myrtle beach and they don't run well at myrtle beach is it possible that they give up that uh championship uh decisioning so that's a whole aspect i think obviously those are the top three guys those are the three uh, that I think have proven they can run in the top five, proven they can win. I know Lutz has only done it once, but he's finished top five uh, nine or ten times last year out of 16 races. Uh, so I think the 
realistic possibility uh, of the future here is that we're going to run probably somewhere between six to ten races, I think is realistic. I think you're going to go to Jennerstown a couple times. I think we're going to go to South Boston probably a couple times. I think a place like Greenville, Pickens, and Hickory down there are possible uh, from what I'm hearing. I don't see places like Seacock, Riverhead, and the Connecticut tracks holding a modified tour race in 2020. I know some people are going to say to me, oh, it's only May. How can you say that? I'm pretty positive that you're not going to see a modified tour race at Riverhead, Seekonk, Thompson, or Stafford in 2020. If you do, it's going to be those races that are slotted in at the end of the year at Stafford and Thompson, the fall final uh, and uh, World Series at Thompson. Those would be about the only races I see happening, and that is not because of the state shutting down. That's not because of the tracks not wanting the tour. It's strict logistics. If they don't open the racetrack at 100% capacity, the modified tour is not coming to these New England racetracks. And unfortunately, I don't see them opening the racetracks up here at 100% capacity anytime soon. God forbid something could change tomorrow that the governors decide, go racing, we love racing. I don't see it happening. Uh, But that's just a realistic possibility of it. I think Jennerstown, South Boston... Uh, Myrtle Beach, places like that are going to make up most of the schedule. There is a possibility, I guess, that we could go to Myrtle Beach a couple times. Uh, but the nature of that track with it eating tires up and creating kind of an equal playing field for the whole field uh, is going to not really make some of those top guys happy. The setup matters a lot at that track. Don't get me wrong. If you have a bad setup, you can save tires all you want. You're probably not going to win the race. Uh, but it, you mentioned it. It does even the playing field a bit. It does. Uh, to have you know have some tires on the line there uh, towards the end of the race. So there's a lot of stuff still here to unpack. I think we've unpacked a lot of what's coming up this weekend, unpacked but, a lot of the drivers that are going to be uh, in position to contend. I think the next step next week is going to be, hopefully, we've put this race in the rearview mirror now. We can talk about, you know, catch up with the winner, see what it was like to compete, evaluate how many cars were at the race uh, and how things went. And then all eyes are going to turn towards the future from a driver perspective, a team owner, a race fan, a media perspective, everything. As soon as Myrtle Beach is over, as soon as that checkered flag flies, when's the next race? That's going to be the question on everybody's mind. Uh, We've heard from some of the drivers and car owners that that's their biggest question. Uh, And I don't know that we're going to get the answer right away, Tom. I think it's going to be a little bit. uh, And that's why. You know, it's going to be one race at a time. And again, you're right. You have to give props to Jimmy Wilson, Brandon Thompson, uh, those two specifically, and that group at NASCAR for putting their leg out there and giving it a shot. No other modified touring series, including the Tri-Track, including the MRS up here, including ROC. None of these other tours have done it yet. Uh, well, NASCAR is a kind of a guinea pig to get it rolling. It, yes, but of course, none of those other series are in a position to have their fields come down and run Myrtle Beach either. Um, and when I hear you talk about what you think is realistic for potential schedules later, you know, you you talk about South Boston, you talk about tracks down this way, um it comes back to the central question. How many times can how many teams from up there travel down here under the circumstances this year and, and race before they just don't have any more money to race. And, and if we're going to keep reducing purses, you know how many, um, but I do agree with you on the big point. I don't think many of the Northeast tracks and I look at Oswego because that's also a tour stop. Now, you know, Oswego may in some ways be better equipped to take the chance and just pull the trigger on it than other tracks in terms of you know, racing with limited fan capacity or whatever, if that's an option. But I don't think they, I mean, again, that sanction fee looms large. And when we talk about how we don't feel like the tour is going to race at any of those New England tracks, that's a big part of it. You know, these tracks can't afford to lose that money when they don't have fans coming in because there's no way to make that up. You can't, you don't get anything off of the, you know, any of the broadcasts or anything like that. So that's going to make this a very, very tough situation going forward. So um, I guess the the best thing we can hope for is that um, the weather cooperates and we can run a show at Myrtle Beach this weekend and it goes well 
and everybody gets home safely and hopefully um, minimal damage to cars and whatever. Everybody just has a good, solid weekend of racing, and it's a good show. And then we can figure out where we go from here. Um, but it's, uh, it's certainly, you know, I don't think anybody ought to assume that because there's a race being scheduled at Myrtle Beach, that means that the tour is going to go forward in a big way because right now we just don't have the evidence or the facts to support that at this point. This is one race, and and hopefully it will be followed by others if, you know, if, if they can. Just um, a tough situation. Um, I don't think there's much else. Uh, are we missing anything from New England at all, Kyle, that we ought to be covering here before we wrap this up? The only thing I have to say uh, is since the racetrack's closed, I've taken it upon myself to cut the lawn, open the pool, uh, <laughs> and sit outside with a cold drink. Uh, and that's about all I've Good got on for doing you. for the foreseeable future. Uh, and I think that will tell you a little bit about uh, what might be coming uh, here in the next couple of weeks. I don't think, you know, Stafford uh, has been approved for private track rentals. Uh, they are starting that. So is Star Speedway up in New Hampshire. So is Manadnock. So is Claremont. Uh, Claremont Motorsports Park going to run a Granite State Pro Stock race on Friday, June 5th with no nice. fans uh, in attendance. So no spectators, but they're going to get the ground rolling on that. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's quiet up here. Uh, not good that it's quiet because it's almost June uh, and nobody's been to the racetrack. But looking forward uh, to seeing how, I guess, the next week or so goes, where we're at with things and catching up again next week to, to inform all of you. Uh, kind of what we're dealing with on the modified tour and hopefully by then a little bit more about what we're dealing with with some of these other racetracks up here as well right well we and and we look forward to all of that those teams that are making the trip to myrtle beach we just we wish everybody a safe trip back and forth and hope that it uh works out for the best for everybody and that uh, we can add some more to it uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, until then, um, I, for Carl Souza, I'm Tom Baker. Thank you for uh, listening to this edition of Mainly Modifieds. We'll uh, hopefully be able to have a guest on next week's show here and be in a position to talk a little bit more uh, certainly about what uh, the future of some of this may be. So until then, everybody be safe. Have a great week. And we'll be back next week with more of Mainly Modifieds. So long. You've been listening to Mainly Modifieds, the show where ground pounders and northeast speed freaks come to get their radio fix on. The show is available on demand by searching Race Chaser Radio on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Music, and most other major podcast platforms. Visit racechasermedia.com for more unique motorsports stories and radio content. And follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.